Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. And the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hi. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 106 in Edmonton. This is uh, hour number two of Oilers Now, Thursday edition, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers or services. Excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings at digitexsupplies.ca. In the next 20 minutes or so, uh, we are going to have our round two predictions. We're already getting texts on our Westlock Ford text line. Ken says, Bob, please let me know your predictions again so I can pick the other teams. That one comes to us from Ken. Can. Uh, we are momentarily going to, uh, so let's do it right now. Let's bring in Jack Michaels and Reed Wilkins. Jack, uh, well, I saw him earlier today down at a uh, Oilers event. Jack, how you doing? Good. How are you, Bob? Good. Uh, and Reed, uh, you are in parts unknown. Is that correct? I am, Bob. I'm on vacation, but it's great to be on your show. Well, thank you. So very- you like to cut Keith the door, then, Reed. Parts unknown. Parts unknown. Yes, there we go. What What wrestler was parts unknown, Jack? Conquistadors, that tag team with the all-gold beauties, they lost every match. The Conquistadors, there you go. Wow. I... Yeah, they were from Parts Unknown. They were from Parts Unknown. Hey, Jack, just before, we've got Brendan Ulrich here. I'll update the, the numbers and all that kind of stuff in a second. This, You are a Cleveland Browns fan. Correct. So you are long-suffering. The Browns yeah. have the number one and the number four overall picks. In That's a, correct. In a perfect world, who, Jack, should the Cleveland Browns take at number one and number four, for Jack Michaels' purposes? Saquon Barkley at number one, Sam Darnold at number four. And your theory behind taking Barkley at number one is the concern that the Giants would grab him at number two if they don't? Exactly. Okay. There we go. Uh, well, that's our. And you know what, Jack? I think there's probably fans uh, if they were listening in Cleveland right now because that's the talk. This is almost like draft day, isn't it? The movie draft day with uh, Kevin. Well, I, we we know one guy who doesn't know who they're picking, and that's you, Jackson. Who's their head did, coach? Did you hear their? Did you hear that story? Why don't you share it with us? Their general manager, John Dorsey, has refused to let you, Jackson, know ahead of time who the Browns. Will be drafting. So my guess is that 0 and 2 or an 0 and 3 start 
and we'll be looking for a new coach of the Cleveland Browns. Now, for- Although, I mean... He is 1-31. in 31. <laughs> That's what I was going to mention. 1-31 in 31 over the last two seasons. I mean, anything would be better than that at this stage. All right, here's the updated stats. Uh, Brennan Ulrich went 7-1 and one in round one. Jack Michaels went 5-3. and three. I went 4-4. Four and four. Reed, uh, you were there with me, man. You went 3-5. and five. You had a tough opening round. Just before we get to round two predictions... Uh, and we'll start with Reed. Was there a specific series, Reed, that surprised you or engaged you more than the other ones? Uh, well, I think I found Toronto-Boston the most engaging just because it involved two original six teams. It involved the history of the Toronto Game 7 collapse from a few years ago and just that it was a Canadian team with you know, millions of fans. I, you know, I found that compelling to watch. And I don't mind telling you, I am actually in Toronto uh, at the moment. So uh, I was here for Game Seven last night. So the uh, the streets were awash with the the tears of Leafs fans. So I found that engaging to watch. Surprising. Um, I mean, I I think any sweep in in the NHL first round is surprising. So it, it was surprising for me. Even though I picked L.A., it didn't surprise me to see Vegas win the series. It still surprised me to see them sweep them, especially when you look at Jonathan Quick having almost a 950 save percentage and not winning a game. Jack, uh, again, uh, which first-round series had you most intrigued, and which series surprised you the most? Well, I mean, the the one that was most compelling for me, to be honest with you, uh, would, would probably be the one that was also the most surprising and that's Nashville Colorado as much respect and you know I voted for him as head coach of the year as I have for Jared Bender because my theory is it's much tougher to turn one of the worst years in the history of the league into a successful one as opposed to starting from ground zero the way Gerard Gallant did but I did not anticipate Colorado I mean I know Reed said it's a surprise that there's a sweep that wouldn't have surprised me if it was a sweep. Colorado taking Nashville to six was a big surprise, and I found it a wildly entertaining series. Okay, uh, Brendan, same question. Uh, series that had you watching the most, and which series surprised you the most? Well, the Caps series had me on the edge of my seat as they went down 0-2. You so are a Caps fan, boy, yeah. aren't you? I was happy that they rolled right back and won four straight. But yeah, I'm with Jack, actually. The way Colorado, uh, you know, surprised uh, Nashville, they scored a first in a bunch of those games. Uh, they looked they look pretty good, and uh, they gave Nashville everything they could handle. So I was surprised by the avalanche in that series. All right. For me, Boston-Toronto was the one I enjoyed watching the most. I was really disappointed in the Pittsburgh-Philly series. Philly doesn't even play like they used to. Uh, and it, certainly L.A., for me, because I picked the, uh, sh- the, uh, the Kings, I thought they were going to take care of Vegas. I I was bored to death watching those games. I'm sorry. I, there's people out there that thought those were one nothing exciting games. I'm not buying it. I thought it was a totally boring series. Here we go, guys. Uh, let's start in the Western Conference because we host a show in Western Canada. We have the National Predators and the Winnipeg Jets. What a series this should be. The Preds went 3-1-1 one, and one against the Jets this season. Brendan, because you are 7-1, and one, you get the oh, first. I get go- it. You want me to go first in all the series, then you guys can try to play catch-up. Hey? No. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I'm going with the Jets. They're my pick out of the West at the start, and I think their forward group is just too deep for now. 
Nashville to, to handle. I know they have the, the better D, but the Jets' D is pretty good as well. Uh, so I'm going with the Jets, and I think Hellebeck will outplay Rene. Rene looked shaky at times in that series against the Ox. Jack? I actually feel the opposite of Brendan. Because of the goaltending and the defense, for me it's a no-brainer. I think Nashville's every bit as deep up front. I think the Predators win that series in a somewhat surprising to most five games. Reed Wilkins. I got to go with Nashville. It's going to be a great series. It's a bit of a coin flip for me. I think Nashville's playoff experience, a lot of those guys were in the final last year, might turn out to be uh, the difference in the end. I, I do think Rene is going to be fine and have a really strong series and match Hellebuck safe to save, save for save. All go Predators in six. I will not be the least disappointed if Winnipeg wins the series. I think it would be great for Canada and great for long-suffering Jets fans. I got Nashville, and I'm like Jack. I got Nashville in five. Uh, the Preds have got guys not playing in their lineup at some point. Uh, Tolvainen, who, who's going to get a chance probably to get in in that series. Deeper on defense, more experienced on defense, more experienced in goal. I'm going five games to the National Predators, but I want Winnipeg to win the series. Next up, Vegas and San Jose. Gentlemen, I will go first in this series. I can't pick against Vegas anymore. I picked against them all series or all season, first round. Uh, you know, they took the Kings apart. The Kings had strength down the middle. Vegas is just a really good team. Vegas went 3 0 1 in the regular season against San Jose. We got a Sharks fan that texts the show every day, basically calling us arrogant and uh, uh, out of touch with reality with how good the Sharks are. I'm taking Vegas in six games. We will go to Reed Wilkins next. Bob, like you. It'd be now foolish to pick against Vegas any longer. Vegas in four, because why not at this point? Jack? You know, mark it down, hit record, Brendan. I'm with my partner all the way. Exact same reason. I'm tired of being wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, at what point do you have to sit back and say, you know, they're a pretty good team. And Bob and I were saying that on the bus in December and January. All right, bud. It's no longer a fluke. We're 40 games in. Well, now we're 90 games in. I'm taking Vegas in six. The Marc-Andre Fleury factor, Jack, you put a tweet out saying, I think you basically inferred he's one of the most underappreciated or underrated players in the NHL. This is a guy that can win playoff series for a team, and he didn't let in anything weak in that opening round against. I mean, it was unbelievable. He's had a confounding career because I, I, I was trying to think, of other number one picks that you'd somehow call underrated at the conclusion of their career. Mark andre Fleury, look it up. Wins, playoff wins, cups. He's in the top ten in all of those. And he isn't in the top 40 of most people when they start listing the greatest goaltenders of all time. Brandon. Well, I said Vegas was going to skate all over the Kings, and they did that in the opening round, but the fairy tale season comes to an end here. I'm going with the Sharks. Uh, they have all four lines going right now. They can score. They can uh, get saves from Jones. 
And the thing with Vegas is they didn't score at all against that series against the, in the Kings. Like, they won all four games. They didn't score very many right. goals. Flurry was the X factor there. Well, Jones, if he can play as good as he did in round one, uh, I think I, I like the Sharks group a little bit better. Uh, they have something to improve, and they keep it going. So you're the only one that's going to roll with uh, San Jose in that series. Let's switch focus. Sharks in seven. All right. Uh, let's go to the Eastern Conference, and uh, we will start with Boston and Tampa Bay. And Reed Wilkins, you get the first call on this one, bud. Wow, you know th- these both these teams are really good. They can play quick. They can get after the puck. They they can keep the, you know the the forecheck alive and create second and third chances. I I like Boston a lot. Obviously, we saw them you know, firsthand in Edmonton late in the season how they fought back in that game and just took it over. I mean they they should have beat the Leafs in five, but Anderson held the Leafs in. Al Montoya used the old goalie quote during the Oilers season after he had a good game. He says, I stopped the ones that I should have and a few that I shouldn't have. Well, Tuka Rask stopped the ones that he should have against Toronto, but he didn't make any stops. So I'm a little worried about Rask going into this series. I know Vasilevsky had a bit of a drop late in the regular season for Tampa, but but both teams are deep. I'm going to give the edge to the Lightning, and I'll, I'll call the Bolts in seven. Jack? I'm going to go with Tampa in seven. I agree with Reed. I think Vasilevsky, when all of a sudden countered with a resurgent Corey Schneider, settled down and played really well in the latter half of that series. And I also must give Tampa credit, and this is going to sound self-serving because I picked New Jersey, but Tampa beat the hottest team in the league in round one. And they're the only team who can say that. That's why I'm going with the Lightning in seven. Brendan. Yeah, I'm sticking with my Bolts. They're my pick out of the East at the start of the season, and I think they get it done in five. Hedman will be able to shut down that top line. Bergeron's banged up. They have some injuries uh, there in Boston. Guys playing Hurts. Tampa looks pretty healthy. I think the Tamps roll them in five. Two organizations that uh, promoted their American Hockey League head coaches to the NHL level. Those coaches knew their developmental players coming up. I think the fact that Tampa, or, uh, that uh, Boston had to play the two extra games, Reed, you mentioned, should have won it in five. I, I, I'd feel a lot better about Boston if they'd won it in five and I think it's going to come back and bite them against Tampa. I picked Tampa all the way when we got started in this. I'm going to stick with Tampa and I'm going to go five games as well. Jack Michaels gets the call and this is this is uh, which uh, field goal Should kick? Should we just skip Jack and I and move on no, to, no, to no, you and Reed? Because no, no. we know where we're going on this. No, no I want the <laughs> rationale behind it. Jack, who was was it Lou Groza who was Mr. Automatic back in the day? Uh, I know him as the toe. He might have been Mr. Automatic, too. I Kickers in the 50s and 60s might have had multiple nicknames, for all I know. There you go. All right. So uh, let's go uh, Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh. Wasn't it Automatic Autogram? That's who it was. I had the right yeah. team, the wrong position. Right, uh, right. You were, you were close. Oh, I tried to, Jack, I started to start uh, the whole thing talking about quarterbacks for Cleveland and ended it talking about quarterbacks for Cleveland. Is it is it unfair, Jack, to to say this is Crosby against Ovechkin because there's Malkin too? Is that the other part of the equation that, in fairness to uh, Alexander Ovechkin, I think gets overlooked a bit in this matchup? Well, and and right now it's Crosby and Ovechkin because Malkin isn't going to play, right? Uh, and neither is Carl Hagler, which is why I think this series is going to run a little deeper than I would have predicted had Pittsburgh been fully healthy. The other thing that bothers me a little bit is I didn't think Matt Murray was very good against Philadelphia. I agree. I didn't think he was good at all. Uh, I think 
when Pittsburgh beat Philadelphia, and I know he had a couple shutouts, but I mean, the Flyers, to me, laid down in a couple of those games. I mean, they had nothing. And so it, it's concerning. And Braden Holpe came on like Corey Schneider, reclaimed the net, played very well in the back half of that series. I think the Cavs go up three games to one. And the Penguins find a way. They'll win it in seven. Oh, Brandon, he'll he'll be hurting for certain. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened, if the Caps built up a 3-1 lead and lose the Hey, put it this way. Pittsburgh's never won a cup without having beat Washington in most heartbreaking fashion for the Caps fans along the way. So, what's another year? I sense a little fear in Jack there. I think the Caps that might have this, eh? Look at this. Uh, they have nowhere near as good a team as they had last year on paper, Brendan. Well, but, but I mean, they had a character Shattenkirk cup. was what he is. Schmidt was, Schmidt's a big a loss. Like, he was really good. Burakovsky played a big factor for the Caps in that series against the Pens, too. He's out, so that's not good. Um, and T.J. hasn't had the same year. He's not near the level of effect. But the one thing that has happened is, Jack, is they, they came back from 2 nothing down against Columbus, right? I, I mean, Columbus... Well, they came back from a through and deficit against the Pens last year, too. Guys, guys, last year they had Mr. Game 7! Justin. And they couldn't win. Brendan, bring it. Well, I'm going with the Caps. I think of that's uh, obvious. But, uh, you know, Ovi head-to-head against Crosby in the playoffs. 26 points to Crosby's 22. Holtby, I think, is better than Murray right now. Murray looks shaky, like Jack said. Uh, and I just, Malkin being out, that's huge. Like He's going to play game two. He's already Yeah, but skating. is he 100%? Obviously not. So, I'm going with the Caps in yeah. six. All right, Reed Wilkins. Okay, I'm taking the Caps for two reasons. Sometimes those teams that come back from adversity in the first round, they figure something out, they calm down, and they're able to roll from there. And the Caps could have rolled over after losing overtime games at home to start the series against Columbus. They recovered. I I like that they fought through that. And Jack knows the second reason I'm taking the Capitals is simply so when the Penguins finally do lose a round, all have picked against Jack, and I can say to Jack, see, I told you so, even though he's been right nine rounds in a row. Sound fair, Jack? That's also <laughs> that's also known as the Jack Michaels deliberate irritation factor. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> we forgot to mention how good Flurry was last year against the Caps, by the way. Fair comment. I mean, look, it's Death taxes, pens over caps. That's all you need. To we know. saw the tweet, Jack, and I'm go- <laughs> I, I, I think you're right as well. I'm going to go Pittsburgh in uh, six games over the Washington Capitals as well. Jack, uh, the next time uh, we'll have you on is uh, on Monday when the Oilers uh, win the lottery. Oh, that's right. And you can tell me I told you so again. <laughs> oh, man, give me a break. Uh, could, you, could you imagine Toronto if Edmonton wins the lottery? Guys on Saturday night. Reed, like, are you going to fly back in time to do a show if the Oilers end up winning the lottery, or is uh, Brendan going to have to uh, pinch it? Uh, I will not be at Edmonton on Saturday, but uh, I'm scheduled to return to work on Tuesday, Bob. Thanks. He's from Parts Unknown, Bob. Leave him alone. He is from Parts Unknown, and Jack <laughs> will never have another night like we had the night the Oilers won the lottery and got Connor McDavid in 2015. That was a, uh, uh, was a fun... I'll give you full credit. I was dismissive of you the whole year. You said I had a feeling, and you were right. Well, uh, I don't have a feeling on this one. So I think a 15% chance the Oilers draft in the top three and roughly off the top of my head about an 80% chance that the Oilers will draft ninth and 10th. Gentlemen, I look forward to uh, hooking up with you guys as we get into round number three. Jack Michaels, the Oilers play-by-play voice. Reed Wilkins, uh, host on the Oilers Radio Network broadcast. Thank you again for joining us here 
on Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. See you. Thanks. It is 124 in Edmonton, and we will uh, head off to break. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. It's 126 in Edmonton. Some guests in Oilers Now received guest certificates from Japanese Village, three locations downtown, south side, and north side. Uh, we're going to have Fernando Pisani joining us in and around 135 today to talk about hockey helps the homeless. Uh, he will be joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline in River Cree has George Thurgood and the Destroyers May 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. River Cree also brings you Elliot Friedman every Friday on Oilers Now. Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts just came out. You can text us at 630-630 West Lock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at West Lock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich, and we podcast the show courtesy of our friends at Pro-Am Sports. This text comes in from The Voice from the Past. The Chiseler out of Vegas. I think we know who he's taking. Bob, I'm not texting you from parts unknown. Jack sounded all jacked up. Uh, Bob, I'm taking, says the Chiseler. Tampa Bay in six, Jets in seven, Caps in six, and boring uh, brooms out in Vegas. Right, Shark fan? bank on it. So there we go. A little, He's laying down the challenge. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, Leonard says, uh, Bob, Jets, Sharks, Boston, Pittsburgh, bet on it. Uh, P.S. Pittsburgh doesn't need Malkin to win against the Caps. Laugh out loud. Well, they're going to have him probably for at least game three, you would think, if he's skating today. Uh, guys, Pittsburgh has had to use both goaltenders every time they played Washington. They don't have to right now. And Matt Murray has struggled a bit. Uh, Dudley says, Bob, that's it. Vegas is done. There's no way such a young team like Vegas can withstand the Stoffer reverse curse. You can text us at 630-630. Love the one from AJ, by the way. We should get to that one. Uh, well, why don't you read the one from AJ, and I'll read the one from Matt. Okay. Hey, Bob, where's the love for Kuznetsov? He's a phenomenal player who is taking over games this year in the playoffs. Maybe my favorite non-McDavid player in the league. Hard to argue with that. He's been good, especially when he enters the offensive zone and just weaves around the net, finds open space, looks for Ovechkin. Bang on, AJ. I love that text. This text comes in uh, from Jay talking wrestling. He says, the best guy is Bob on the mic all time were Dusty Rhodes, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ric Flair, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rock? What? How's what? it? How, I'm mimicking Stone Cold, by the way. Like, how is Rock not on? Yeah, Rock's great on the mic, Rock's too. great on the mic. Uh... Now, you, now, here's one for you. See whether or not you were listening when we had this guest on the show. Do you know which former letter was best friends of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper growing up as a kid? It's been on the show before. Scored a huge playoff goal for the Montreal Canadiens back in the late 90s. I know this. What is... He was a tough guy, yeah. terrific player for the Flynn Flon Bombers in the Western Hockey League. Okay? 
big, strong, strapping guy. Once fought Ben Wilson coming off a back injury uh, for the Oilers. Did not go well for him. Yes, Cam Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, just so. say it. Yeah. Dude, you know, you can't play the role of a mime on radio. Well, I was trying to remember because we had him on and he talked about Yes, there you go. Probably All right, right off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with uh, the hero of the 06 playoff run for the Oilers, Fernando Pisani.